Happy New Year! We're back! You're back. <laughs> oh, I was going to give you the moment. I was going to give one? you a second to like carefully consider the first word that you wanted to say to the audience in well, 2018. I'm very happy but that you the first word... But you just blurted out, no, 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 we're no, no, no. back! Yeah, but the first <laughs> word, if you think about it, I said was we're. It's inclusive. We're, we're a community together. <laughs> That's how I'm starting this new year. <laughs> Way to dress that up. It's not like, I'm back, baby! It's No, it's we're. Shisha. <laughs> yes, it's me, Doug Jones, and Jason Whelan, my pal, right. on this podcast and YouTube journey. Uh, and we, I, I can say with glee that we finished out 2017. We did. And we f- faithfully returned in 2018. <laughs> January 2nd, we're back in this thing. It's the first time the show has ever crossed from one year to the next. This is our first New Year celebration. This is our first show. new page on the year calendar. Yeah, yeah. the tear off. There's something to that. Yeah, uh, and so, I don't know, a couple things. One one thing that comes to mind, this would be a great time, if you've never done it, to take a second, if you're a listener on uh, on the podcast version, be a great time for you to give us a rating or a review. We'd really appreciate that. I mean, look, look at look at the, look at the all the amenities on this show. You get not one, but two guys at a time. This. Sometimes sometimes we have guests. Sometimes special guests. We've had musical guests. Musical performances. We've never done a single commercial on the show because we have no sponsors. We are brought to you ad-free. That's free sa- of that's charge. special. Yeah. Yeah. So, and all we ask in return, this time, this piddly little, piddly little request, go and give us a rating or a review on iTunes. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel. Uh, you know, take this, take a second to click the like button on the video and uh, comment. Yeah. To, to say how much you like Jason's hair. Thanks. And it's a great opportunity uh, to share this with a friend. Tell some friends or family oh, yeah. about good, it. Yeah, say, hey, if I know you, you like to listen to things or to watch things. Here's something that you might enjoy. Yeah. And if for whatever reason you don't enjoy us, share us with your enemies. That's <laughs> totally fine. Kindness to enemies, very important scriptural theme. That's There we go. Maybe we can talk about that this year, because we know y'all got enemies. Oh, yeah. And if there's something that you would like to hear about or for us to talk about this year, leave us a comment or yes. write an email to maturityatsaldwack.com. Yep. We'd love to, uh, you know, the slate is is open. We have ideas of stuff we want to talk about, but we got room for new things. Yeah, we do. That's a good That's a good point, Jason. Thanks, Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, well, now we're turning into this new year, and and probably many of you, like so so many Americans and people around the world, uh, are setting New Year's resolutions. They're saying, "This is the kind of person I want to be this year. These are the changes I want to make in my life this year. I want to see some transformation happen this year." Uh, and that's important. I, I think it's I think it's actually New Year's resolutions get a bad rap because they're they're kind of treated as like these silly things, it's like, like oh, oh, no one ever sticks with them, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I actually think it's I think it's actually a good thing that we at least once a year, at least once a year, it enters the consciousness of human beings like, hey, it's, this is a new year. It's a new page. What can I do differently this year? It's good year? to be intentional. Yeah. And so I say on Doable Discipleship, why not ride that wave a little bit and let's have some discussions about how as, as believers and followers of Jesus, we can be transformed this year. And what we're going to do to do that over the next few episodes is, is we're going to be going back to basics a little bit and talking about the four big habits that you ought to be committed to as a believer. If you want to grow spiritually, these are the habits that you have to do. Yeah. Some people want to start to go to the gym. Great. You should do that. But 
we encourage you to come here and go to the gym for your spiritual life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the fun thing about this show is that you can go to the gym physically and be lifting weights and listen to this and be listening to our show and growing spiritually all at the same time. That's a thing about sweet. all the facets of growth. Talk about synergy, it. right? There it's you like, go. Oh, the perfect marriage of <laughs> spirit and body and mind a little bit. I like to yeah. think we. I like I to think we. I will read my Bible. I will <laughs> <Yeah>. read my. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> let's just get into it now. Uh, you just. You just. Made an expert segue into Great. the topic. I, I, for, I did that on purpose for this episode, which yeah. is Bible reading. Uh, you cannot grow spiritually without spending time in God's Word. That is a fact of life. Uh, you, trying to do life without being immersed in God's Word is kind of like trying to, you know, start out on a thousand mile journey without a map. To, to try to live this complex, sometimes challenging life. To, to do life with others, to, to do life in relationship with God, and to not have the wisdom and the guidance and the supernatural direction that comes through His Word is foolish. Yeah. And, and actually, I would say even impossible. Well, it, it's, it's, as, it, it's Pastor Rick talks about it all the time. He's like, it's the Bible is the owner's manual. Yeah. And, you know, so why try to go through life trying to piece together what your life should be instead of using the Bible and going to God's Word about what His plan is for your life. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever try to, like, wing it with, like, Ikea furniture or something like that, and you've ever got yourself backed into a corner, and you're like, why do I have so many missing or spare pieces, and why doesn't my thing look like yeah. the thing on the box? Or why did you nail the back of the of the dresser to the front of the dresser? <laughs> Not that I've done that, yeah. honey. That sounds nonspecific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you ever find yourself in life like kind of kind of stuck, one question you should ask is, have I been living my life according to God's commands? Have I been living my life according to the to the direction that he's given? Um, because God has gone to, I, I think we can say God has gone to a lot of trouble to to deliver a reliable source of wisdom and guidance to us in, in the form of this, you know, incredible... Yeah, over thousands uh, of years, yet the Bible was pieced together... Yeah, and 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 we can talk about how how it's trustworthy and all that stuff, and that's great in foundations. So you'll learn a lot about that. Yeah. Um, but what we're talking about today is the why it, why and ways we should be spending our time in it. Yeah. So the first question I think we answer right off the bat is: um, so if I want to make if I want to make time in God's Word a, a part of my life, what's the frequency that I should do that? And, and right off the bat, <clears throat> we want to say that that that's a daily commitment. Spending time in God's Word is something that ought to be done every single day, because every single day is a new opportunity. Every single day is a, is kind of an opportunity to hit the reset button and decide, what kind of person am I going to be today? Who's going who's gonna to govern my life today? Is it going to be God, or is it going to be me, or is it going to be others, or that kind of thing? Yeah, just think about it. Do you eat every day? Do you drink every day? Do you breathe every day? Then you should be in the Bible every day. Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you. Pastor Tom always says yesterday's devotion is not is not enough for today. Like yeah. every single day, we need a fresh we need a fresh uh, dose of God's word. Uh, it gives us power to live by. And if you're wondering where this stuff's coming from, it's coming from class two hundred one. So we're going to be talking a little bit about like so just some overview of some of the high points of class two hundred one. And uh, if you're into that, and if you've never taken class two hundred one, we highly 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 recommend that you go do that. Uh, Class 201 is offered here in Lake Forest, and I think pretty much all of our campuses coming up on January the 14th, wasn't it? I believe that's what I said before we recorded. January 14th, you can find that at saddleback.com and just type in class, and you can 
hopefully find the one you're looking for there. And every month at every campus. Yeah, that's important to say. So if you can't make it this month, go February. If you can't make it February, go March and on and on into eternity. But make sure you take those classes. So what we're going to be doing today is kind of like a, a, a an abridged version of what we talk about regarding God's Word in Class 201. So really good stuff. This is stuff that Pastor Rick wrote years ago that's been helping people you know, change their lives ever since then. We see people every single month, their life is transformed because they get this content, something clicks for them, they start applying these time-tested habits to their lives, and they're transformed by it. And and <clears throat> while we're at it, we should we, we can talk a little bit about the idea of habit, that habit has a very important formational power in our lives. And, and as we set up these next four weeks that we're going to be talking about this and then three more, um, I think it's important for us to recognize the power of habit, that God actually built the human brain to operate on habit, and that not only not only has he given us habits because they make life easier, like human beings form habits because habits actually reduce the amount of mental energy that goes into our tasks. So a lot of the, you know, just the day-to-day things that we do are actually determined not by conscious choice, but by habit. In fact, researchers are saying that at least 90% of everything that we do each and every day is governed not by a conscious decision to do something, but by tapping into a habit, something repetitive, like the, the way you drive to work, the, 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 way you, the pattern that you use when you brush your teeth, the way you tie your shoes. All these little things are made easier because your brain forms habits for, for re- redundant tasks. But there, there are those kind of habits, but then there are also what researchers call keystone habits, and those are habits that can actually transform your life. They're, they're lifestyle habits that if you'll begin to do them, they will actually alter the trajectory of your life. And this is an interesting uh, facet of of the inner workings of the human brain and the way that God made us. Uh, And this is why uh, spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits are so important in the life of the believer because they have the power to alter the trajectory of, that's a hard word, trajectory trajectory. of your life over time. And so these are four habits, and they're not the only four habits, these ones that we're going to be talking about for these next few weeks. Um, There are a lot of other habits we won't get to. There are There are tons of spiritual disciplines. There's a whole world of spiritual disciplines and habits out there. But we're going to be talking about four that are, I would say, the most foundational bedrock habits that every believer needs Yeah, they're essential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having cleared the phlegm, let's jump into it. (laughs) So we're talking about uh, daily time in God's Word today. And what we teach in 201 is that there are actually multiple ways to take in God's Word, that we can actually... Uh, we can actually take in the truth of the scriptures in various different ways. Uh, now, we know that reading the Bible is important, uh, and reading is one of the ways that we'll be talking about how to take in God's Word. But before we get to that, the first one is hearing. Yeah. One great way we can take in the Word of God is by listening to the Word. In fact, if you listen to our show, you're, you're doing that discipline, because pretty much every episode that we do, we're citing scriptures, we're talking about what God's Word has to say on this, that, or mm-hmm. the other thing. Uh, whenever you sit in a weekend service with Pastor Rick or Pastor Buddy or Pastor Tom or whoever's speaking here at Saddleback or whatever church you attend, you're hearing God's word. It's it's entering into your mind and it and it's able to to do its work that way. I think we have to keep in mind, like for like a very very long time, this is how the word was passed down. Was it, mm-hmm. it, like like you couldn't really get it another way because. Uh, you know, for a long time, you know, it, it may not have been written, or you were illiterate, and yeah. so all you could do was hear. Yeah. So it's it's such a it's a such a keystone and powerful um, way to get the word, because um, I think what's I think what's cool about it too is not only do you is it, it, it's it's one of the gates of learning the ear gate, but mm-hmm. is you get to hear from other people how they you know, inflect it and how they talk yeah. about it and they share their passion for it and, and whatnot. So I think it's a really cool way. 
And they put their personal interpretation on that too.、Mm-hmm. So you get to, by hearing others teach the word, you get to hear various perspectives on that passage. And it, it can contribute as long as you have good, like solid Bible teaching you know,、exactly. people that you're listening to. It can give you like good multifaceted perspectives on what the Bible says. And it's a good way to hear stories of how the Bible had impacted their life in,、yeah. this, in ways that they've seen how God has worked in their life and, or whatnot. Yeah.、Um, it's, yeah, it's a really cool way. To get the word in. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you know, for the for thousands of years, the majority of human history, this is how this is how the word was passed down. People heard it. Much of human history, most people were illiterate. They couldn't read and study and,、yeah. and the kinds of things we'll talk about next. But、uh, yeah, hearing is a really, really important one. It's one of the ways that mankind relied on for a long time and we still do.、Uh, but it has its limitations. You know, Pastor Rick says all the time we forget 95% of everything we hear after just 72 hours. So, hearing has limitations. There are things that we can do to improve our hearing.、Uh, and for those, you should go to class 201 and, and hear us break down all those different ways that you can increase your retention when you hear with some, some good practical steps. We'll get into that in class 201. So, check that out. But hearing God's word, you're probably already doing that one. If you're listening to this, you're already doing it. If you attend regularly at, at you know, church services, you're already doing that. If you're in a small group and you guys talk about the word together and, and you, You know, watch video studies and that kind of stuff. You listen to a teacher, you're hearing God's word. So that's I, yeah, the first way. No, on that, I just, I just want to say, like, I think it's important too that anytime that you're hearing things, if, you, if you're sitting down and intentionally taking time to listen to something, you should have a pen with you or a pencil and take some notes with it too, because it's、mm-hmm. the best way to, you know, keep in mind or to go back to something. You know, like, as Doug said, it, you know, if we forget everything we hear in 72 hours, Uh, it's important to have stuff written down so you can go back and look at it. So,、yeah. you know, in class two, when we talk about something、uh, which is called uh, it, uh, keeping a spiritual notebook, and that's something that we teach in a bunch of different uh, uh, facets in spiritual maturity.、Uh, we have、um, a, a retreat, a self guided retreat that you can do、um, on journaling, and that's、oh, yeah. one of those,、uh, you know, which, which teaches you how in a bunch of different ways that you can. You know, keep a written journal about things that, that you are hearing, things that you are noticing in your prayer life,、yeah. things throughout your day. It's just a great way、uh, to keep that in mind. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll touch on one more thing too before we move on to, to the next、uh, way to get a grasp of the Bible、um, after hearing. But, and I'll touch on this because this one actually, I think, doesn't just influence the hearing aspect of, of taking in God's word, but it also. Uh, it, it actually crosses the boundaries to all the others as well. And that is、uh, mindsets. Yeah. Your, your mindsets when you approach God's word are really, really important because that kind of determines how much you will take and apply and will, will actually synthesize into your life.、Uh, and so there are three mindsets that we talk about in class 201 that I, I want to just touch on really briefly when it comes to hearing. But again, these cut across the boundaries to the other, the other ways of taking in God's word as well. The first one is approaching God's word with a closed mind.、Uh, that, that this is one way that your hearing will be impaired and your ability to take God's word in will be, will be、uh, sort of sidelined.、Um, and the question there is is fear, pride, or bitterness preventing me from hearing God?、Uh, so, so the. The, the, the mindset of the closed mind, it's the person that says, I already know everything that I need to know. So when you sit in a, a weekend service or that kind of thing and you hear the preacher begin to speak and they talk about a passage you've already heard, you sort of close your mind off because you feel like, I've already heard this, I already know this, there's nothing more that I can gain here. And it's, it, it's that sort of proud approach to the scriptures that will actually inhibit your learning.、Um, you know, and, and it only takes a short 
read through the book of Proverbs to, to be reminded that uh, the, wise peop- the wise person is always ready to learn, always has their ear peeled for knowledge. Maybe, it, it, maybe too, you're closed like about the speaker. You're like, oh, I don't like this guy yeah, or whatever. Like, I, I'm not going like, to, you know, there's nothing I can get out of this. Right. I'm going to think about football or whatever. Yeah. You decide in advance that this isn't really worth, worth your hearing. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that inhibits learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is the superficial mind. And the question for the super, superficial mind is, am I really serious about wanting to hear God speak? You know, do I really, do I really care about any of this is the question for the superficial mind. Uh, the superficial person is preoccupied with things that are less important, and yet they prioritize the things that are less important over the things that are more important, like prioritizing what they're going to eat for lunch over what the speaker is saying and what's being said about God's word. So having a superficial mindset can prevent learning as well because you fail to properly prioritize what's important and what's not. And then lastly is the preoccupied mind. And this one I think we all fall into from time to time. We can't really avoid this one entirely, but we have to do our best to mitigate it. The question there is, am I too busy or concerned with other things to concentrate on what God has to say? And I like to say when I'm teaching 201 that the the phrase for the, the preoccupied mind is just, I can't even. I, I can't even deal with this right now. I can't take this in because there's just too much other stuff going on. There are too many things on my plate. There are too many things that I'm worried about. You know, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about someone's health. I'm worried about my own health. Too preoccupied to focus on what's being said. And and that that's an unfortunate situation. And there are aspects of that that we can control um, by deliberately choosing our focus. Um but there's also aspects of that that we can't control. Some of those just the circumstances of life, and that's just something that kind of comes as we go. But we should be mindful of that and do our best when we're in settings where we're listening to God's Word. We should do our best to put the distractions aside because God may may desire to say something to you in that moment that you might miss because your mind is adrift elsewhere. So those are three mindsets to look out for, the closed mind, the superficial mind, and the preoccupied mind. Anyway, hearing God's Word, extremely important. We talk more about that in 201. Make sure you take it. What's the next one? Are we going to end every point with, we talk about that more in 201, make sure you take it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I hopefully this doesn't turn into an infomercial. But. Um, so next one is, is we're talking about is the importance of reading God's Word. And again, you know, that's, that's mo- probably when you think about the Bible, like you most likely are thinking about about the book, about the words, about reading it and whatnot. So that's, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it may be how your mind like goes straight to, like when you think about the importance of, of spending time in God's word yeah. is, is in reading it. And again, and that's very important. And, um, and again, what we're talking about is, is a daily time in reading God's word is getting, is, is getting the word into you, um, every day. And there's, you know, a number of different ways, uh, that you can read the Bible. There's a number of different translations of, of the Bible. There's a number of different ways. Like maybe, maybe like you have the U version app on your phone, and you read through like the daily Bible verse every day, or you have yeah. like a daily devotional that starts with scripture and then talks a little bit about it. Yep. There's literally like an endless supply of ways that you can read the Bible every day. Yeah, and and we we're living in 2018. We have so much at our disposal that was not in. What, that was not accessible to all the generations past, you know? Yeah, like, you don't have to go, like, and pick up the scrolls. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah, clear it with the out. priest. Exactly. Have him, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, it's we have so many benefits. Uh, I want to read just a quick passage here, because as we're talking about the Bible, we shouldn't forget to, to look at what the Bible says. But Revelations 1-3 says, Happy is the one who reads this book and obeys what is written in it. 
uh, Deuteronomy, uh, on the topic of having a daily time in God's word, Deuteronomy 17, 19 says, he should keep it with him all the time. Uh, this is talking about the believer and keeping God's word uh, right in front of him all the time and read from it every day of his life. Then he will learn to respect the Lord his God and he will obey all the teachings and commands. So this, this passage perfectly reiterates what we were saying earlier, that if you want a life that's governed by God, you got to make sure that God's commands and God's direction is has a daily place in your life, that you're refreshed on that each and every day, and you're able to move forward. Yeah. I think it's important, too, to note that there may be people, and maybe you out there, who um, maybe all you have at home is an old King James Version you know, that's maybe it's been passed down in the family and you open it up and you're like, ah, like, this is yeah. spiders this crawl is, out. This is scary. Like, I don't know where to be. All this. Yeah. And it's hard to read, hard to understand. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of, of different types of Bibles and translations of Bibles in study Bibles and, you know, in Bibles that are easier to read, there's a way to get started. I yeah. think that's the big key is yeah. is it's not too scary to get started. There right. are ways to get started. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. One one fact that that uh, we like to talk about is that if you read just 15 minutes a day, you can read through the entire Bible in a year. Which that's shocking. It is kind of shocking. I guess, I guess it depends on what grade level you read at. But I just watched a bunch of Elf, so I like that. That's shocking. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this is an important this is an important step that you can take, especially if you've been if you've been digging into the Bible for a while and you you've sort of already begun to cultivate a consistent daily time in God's Word. This is something that I encourage you to do. Try to try to go after a read through the Bible in a year plan. You can do that with YouVersion and and other and uh, other services. You can find you know you can find Bible reading plans online that kind of just give you check boxes like okay I got to read these chapters every day and then move through the Bible. But I want to say also if if you're just getting started and you don't have a daily quiet time built into your life, uh, I would encourage you to just chill on that and just sort of back things up a little bit. And rather than trying to read through the whole Bible in a year, um, focus instead on consistency first and intensity later. So, so make sure that your priority is that you start, no matter how small it is, reading a little bit of God's Word each and every day. Like it's, you know, the, the example here is it, it would be better to brush your teeth for only 30 seconds a day, even though that's less than dentist recommendations. <laughs> it would be better to start with 30 seconds a day than 15 minutes once a year, right? Oh, yes. It would be much better a harsh to do a little difference. bit every day than to do a lot all at once, but do it very rarely. And it's the same is true with Bible reading. You want to have this built into your life each and every day. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't increase intensity over time. It doesn't mean that... 30 seconds of toothbrushing every day is the only thing you ever want to do. You want to see that increase. But my encouragement to you would be if you haven't got <clears throat> a well-established daily quiet time, start with a little bit first that you can do each and every day, even if that's even if that's just a handful of verses, less than a chapter, one chapter, whatever. Whatever you do, start consistency first and then crank up the intensity later. Because if you start too intense, Pastor Buddy talks about this all the time when he when he when he talks on this. If you try to do intense first and say, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a one year Bible plan, like bam, and I'm just gonna go after it, there's a good chance that that'll end in discouragement because yeah. it's actually a lot harder than it sounds to get through a one year Bible plan and read, you know, each and every day faithfully. This is a this is a good time and I'm glad I thought about this, to mention um 
that we have actually a workshop coming up that talks oh, about yes. this a lot with deeper devotions. It's a top five with pastor, none other than Pastor Buddy. Owens. Pastor Buddy Owens will be teaching it, so that's something that you can. It's going to be Saturday, January thirteenth. So I know we talked about class two one is on Sunday the fourteenth. Um, so you can come to both. Um, mm-hmm. So you can look online at saddleback.com slash maturity, and it'll have all the info for that there. But we'd love to see you. Yeah. Yeah, and quick uh, quick PSA as well. Uh, don't go straight to class 201. If you haven't taken 101, you need to take 101 first. Make sure you do those in order. That's why we put numbers on them, because it, you know, 101, 201, 301, make sure you do. Make sure you do all of those. Um, just a little cover our bums there. Yeah. <laughs> And one little note on reading too, as as we're, as we're wrapping that one up and heading into the next uh, next thing. But um, if if you if you are familiar with your Bible and maybe you spend a whole lot of time in the New Testament, or you're like, oh, I just love me some Genesis, maybe some Psalms. It's <laughs> yeah, time to more spread those Tower of Babel. It's time to spread those wings. So I'd encourage you to like pick a, <laughs> pick a prophet book in the in the in the Old Testament and just hello it a go. Zephaniah. Exactly. Start with you know you know, Joel, Amos, whatever, like, you know, um, there's 66 books in the Bible and it's, you know, they're all there for a reason. I think that's something to keep in mind. They're all there for a reason. God put all of these in there for a reason. That's true. So, um, if there's one that you've been avoiding, cause you're like, ah, everybody talks about how bad Leviticus is. It's not bad. It's just, it can be hard, but give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'd probably throw one one other thing in there. If you're going to go to one of those minor prophets or something, you might want to take the time to read a little bit about that book before you start so you understand a little bit of the context that's yeah, going on there. Yeah, a, a study Bible would help you in that because it would give yeah. you some of the background and what's going on instead of just reading like, I don't get this. <laughs> yeah, if you go into the prophets and you start reading like these oracles against the nations where God's pronouncing judgment here and there, you want to understand why that stuff is happening and you, you may not be able to get that from just a cursory reading. Sure. Uh, which is why you should also think about taking Bible study methods when which that's we'll offered again, which we'll talk about. Uh, I know, we're going to get to that, but just just a little uh, little something to add there. Real quick, though, as we're talking about reading the Bible, uh, what's your favorite way to read? Do you read paper Bible? Do you use an app? Like, when you do your daily me, quiet time, what do you me use? Me personally, I prefer a paper Bible. Uh, that's me personally. Um, I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong way, but for me, I got my, I got my, uh, my little NLT that mm-hmm. I enjoy. I, I don't read for devotional time with like a big study Bible. In fact, we'd encourage you if you're, you know, for just your quiet time, don't use the big old study Bible. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, how about you? I think you're a paperback person too. I, I do prefer using my 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 paper, yeah. like my hard paper Bible. Bible. Yeah, my leather bound. My nice leather bound paper Bible. Uh, that's, my, that's my preferred. It's the NLT yeah. uh, Life Application Study Bible. I really enjoy I like that one too. Um, but lately, I mean, for the last, let's be honest, year and a half or so, I've been doing a one-year chronological plan. Oh, have you been? <laughs> so I, I'm evidence that like it's really hard to finish a one-year Bible plan within a year. I don't think I knew you were doing that. Yeah, and I'm doing that with UVersion. Um, okay. So go to Bible.com or UVersion.com, or you can get the UVersion app on your phone, and you can do you can do all kinds of Bible reading plans. The one I've been doing is a chronological plan. So it's been a lot of fun. But to do that, it just makes more sense since I'm doing the plan through there to not be like, okay, what are the chapters? Go read them in my paper Bible. Come back and check the boxes so I can log. So in this particular oh, season— Yeah, you like box checking. In this particular season. Well, you kind of have to if you're doing a through the Bible in a year plan. Um <laughs> Especially with chronological, because you're reading like chunks from here, yeah, there, and yeah, everywhere. Yeah, spreading around. Anywho, generally I like my paper Bible. But if I'm studying, which we'll come to next, I prefer uh, blueletterbible.com because yeah. 
its search functions are, great. are way better than you versions. Like, it's, and app, the apps are not even comparable. If you're looking to study the Bible, use Blue Letter Bibles app because the searching the scriptures with them is way easier. If you try to do that with with you version, it's so clunky for whatever reason. But not I, to hate on y'all, but come on, <laughs> get your search functions together. If you're watching, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hear that, Groeschel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Let's go on to the next one. Number three, a great way to 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 take God's word in is through study, taking the time to study the Bible. Uh, and 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 this is where we should be clear that reading and listening are not identical to studying. Studying involves a different set of steps and a different set of skills to study the Bible effectively. Uh, and we know this is important because the Scriptures tell us to do that. Acts 17.11 says they accepted the message eagerly and studied the Scriptures every day. 2 Timothy 2.15, work hard so that God can say to you, well done. Be a good workman, one who does not need to be ashamed when God examines your work. Know what His Word says and means. And that's really that's, that, that verse actually kind of creates the dichotomy for us, because on the one hand, you can read the Bible and have an idea of what it says, but it's through the study of the Scripture that you really dig in and uncover what it means. Yeah. And one thing that you quickly learn if you start studying the Bible is that it contains many layers, and, and you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot draw out everything that's con- all the, the meaning and wisdom and all the power that's contained within the Scriptures cannot be easily drawn out with just a cursory once-over reading that study is required to dig in there. Um, and we say in 201, the difference between reading and studying the Bible is that you take notes when you study, is one. Uh, but also the secret of effective Bible study is asking the right questions. And this, is, I think, for me, this is the hallmark of Bible study. This is, this is what drives my personal Bible study life, is having questions that either arise from life or arise as I'm reading the Bible, that then prompt me to dig deeper. So it's like, whoa, this prompts a question that makes me want to take it down to the next layer mm-hmm. and start uncovering the answers to the question. And that may vary from person to person depending on like just how inquisitive you are. I think I'm pretty high on the, inqui- on the inquisitive scale. Yeah, you scale. like to go down those rabbit holes of... Yeah, I don't like to be like, that's an interesting question. I guess I'll ask Jesus in heaven. I'm like... Well, if it comes to that, I'll ask him in heaven, but I want to ask, I want to ask now. I want to, I want to go dig in and and try to figure that out. So studying the Bible is a really, really important uh, habit and asking the right questions is is, uh, one of the big drivers of that. Uh, I know for for me, studying the Bible has proven to be one of the most enriching things for my faith um, because it's in Bible study, not just in Bible reading, but in Bible study that you find answers to, to many of the deepest questions of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where your faith is increased, and it's it's in studying the Bible that I ultimately have been blown away by the Bible, right? I mean, you have yeah. you start to you start to discover that the Bible is not just some ancient holy book; it is a it is a unified message system that has clearly been masterminded by God mm-hmm. over the course of thousands of years. You know, over sixty-six different books and, and 40, 40 or more authors yep. over this huge spans of time and space, and the fact that a coherent and consistent message system has been delivered through that to me is m- nothing short of miraculous. Exactly, and and you don't discover that just by flipping through reading the Bible, um, just at, at the surface level. It's it's the study that really helps you tap into the 
uh, incredible supernatural power of God's Word. Um, so for me, it's been one of the most enriching aspects of my time in God's Word has been the study aspect. Yeah, in the um, I know we've talked about foundations quite a bit, um, but we can talk about it more because we're actually starting foundations again here at mm-hmm. uh, Lake Forest and a few other campuses will be doing it as well. Um, so in the first uh, two weeks after the intro week are all about the Bible. And so it talks about exactly what you were talking about. Um, and uh, so if if you want to spend more time kind of hunkering down in about, you know, learning about the Bible, uh, come to Foundations. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also we wanted to talk about with Bible study methods. Uh, so Doug was talking about um, how it's important to ask the right questions. In Bible study methods, which is a book by Pastor Rick, so you can always just just buy the book and learn these methods there, or you can take the course, which we'll be doing um, in the spring right after Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks a lot about all these different ways to study the Bible. There are there's a ton of ways to study the Bible. I've seen books where it talks about like the 24 methods of Bible study, or whatever. In this book in class, we talk about 12 ways. So we talk about things like how to study a person in the Bible, how to study a character quality in the Bible. Mm-hmm. How to study a book or a chapter or a verse or a word. Um, there's all these different ways to study the Bible, and it's so important to do and engage with all these different things because, as Doug was saying, um, you can never exhaust the riches that you can uncover in the Bible. Yeah. It is literally inexhaustible. Mm-hmm. Unexhaustible. I don't know what the right word is there. I think it's inexhaustible. That sounded right when I said it. Looks like we've exhausted your knowledge of the English language. Wow. It's, it all came to that word. <laughs> anyway, so study the Bible is what we're saying. Uh, BlueLetterBible.com, personal favorite, because it's free. You don't have to download anything. So if you're looking for resources, go and just go to BlueLetterBible.com. And there are lots of other ones. There's Bible Gateway. There's um, Word Search Bible, MyWSB.com or something. MyWSB, org. that sounds right. That's Word Search Bible. It's also it's also a great one. Go There's check that one out. software that you can use and download there's a bunch of different ways yeah if you're still living in 2006 you can totally go download any kind of software just saying there's options there are options yeah and when the internet comes to kill us all then you with your software might be the last one standing Mm -hmm. Uh, it's going to be the paper bibles and the unupdated software (laughs) (laughs) that that inherit the earth Uh, and there's lots more resources we'll link to a couple of those in the show notes but uh Take class 201, you'll learn a lot more of uh, them. Uh, you got it in. You got it in. I'm going to take number four. Yeah, go. Uh, number four is, is, is to memorize God's word. Um, that term may be scary for you. You may be like, uh, I don't like to memorize things. I'm not good at memorizing. There's ways to do it. It's, again, it's something that you can do. First, let's talk about the importance. Why should you memorize? You should memorize because it helps you to resist temptation. If you find yourself in a situation, you're like, ah, I don't know. If if you have scripture that's memorized, <laughs> yeah, that's how. We, <laughs> isn't that how temptation works? That's that's totally it. That you yeah. just verbatim uh, read my. Oh, jeez, I don't know. If you got scripture in your quiver, man, then you pull that out like Katniss, and you're like, shoo! <laughs> I got you know through all things. Christ, I you know I can shoot, shoot verses, <laughs> verses, verses. Um, Dude, I have to. For those of you who are listening, I'm pulling out verses from my quiver, just like Katniss, just like Katniss. from Hunger Games or Legolas, however you want to do it, or, Legolas or, or is a Robin Hood. 
That makes me think of a spoof that I watched on Netflix a couple years ago about Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, and they had the oh. character can't miss. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. she just never missed. I've seen I've seen the ad for that. I have not watched uh, it. But I'm surprised. They don't did. bother. I, I think wasn't it, going to. It was crap. So it helps you resist temptation. Uh, I'm going to read this verse because it's a good one. Psalm 119.11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's a pretty direct um, direct scripture piece for that point. And this is the tactic Jesus used when he was tempted. Yeah. He taken out of the desert by Satan. He's like, well, pow, well, pow. Every time exactly. he had a scripture to like to like put Satan back in his place. He's like Gambit. He's just throwing those. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we're on to X Men now. Yeah, I was just I'm trying to get all the you know references. Okay, great. Um, You're definitely I, not hitting a niche. Couple or other like great that. points. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a couple of other great points and the benefits. It helps me to make wise decisions. It strengthens me when I'm under stress. It comforts me when I'm sad, and it helps me witness to unbelievers. The point of this is is if you don't know scripture, anytime in your life when you have to make a decision or if you're talking with somebody or or like we talked about with temptation, scripture's not going to come to your mind if you don't know it, if you if it's not if it's not in your mind already. You, you don't often have the opportunity to just go, "Ah, hold on, Mr. Tempter, let yeah. me pull out my Before I make this horrible life yeah, choice. Exactly. Let me, <laughs> let me pull out my uh, study Bible so I can do all the re- no. So, uh, so we're talking about memorizing. Was there anything else you wanted to say before we talked about a doable step for memorizing? Uh, no, I just I just wanted to drive home the importance of this. This is this is I think one of the if if you were to rank these these uh, habits or ways of of accessing God's word, do, but which you shouldn't do, but if you were gonna if you're gonna rank them in terms of not importance, uh, that's not what I'm doing. Okay, yeah, if you want to rank them in terms of uh, immediacy of use and and how committed people are in general to each of these habits, I think this would rank relatively low. Mm-hmm. Um, but memorization well, is, ex- it, it may very well be that or that or meditation, oh, which we'll cool. come to. Um, but it's probably going to rank pretty low. And that's a shame because um, much of the time, as you said, you're going to be relying on the the pieces of God's word that you have, as as the psalmist says, have hidden in your heart. Mm-hmm. The, the, the stuff that you've got ready to access all the time. Um, and if you don't have God's word, uh, if not if not memorized, although memorize, memorizing would be the ideal, at least you're you're committed and you've got a good working knowledge of the word without having to constantly be opening it yeah. up physically. Um, you are you're you're exposing yourself to a lot of dangers. Yeah, and and you're actually you're going to have a much harder time honoring God with your life because that it's that memorization that's com- that's contributing to a broader knowledge and understanding of God's word that allows you to live your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's probably there's, more to say, but I don't want to just go down rabbit holes. And again, take class 201. But um, there's there's a website that I found recently that uh, we can put in the show notes that, that helps you to memorize scripture. It's called, I think it's learnscripture.net. Hmm. And it's literally a website where it, it, it only comes in three translations. I think you get like the ESV, the NKJ, or, or, or the King James and maybe the NET or whatever, but um, yeah, okay, get more translations. Guys. I, I'm just saying, but but you can put in any verse and it'll help you to memorize it. Like I think it works by taking some words away at a time, and you see if if you can remember it and yeah. all that stuff. Um, so there's definitely ways to do. It. I, it, there are apps that I know um, exist that will help you memorize um, verses. Uh, so it's it's something that can be done. You, you just got to start. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll link that I'll link to that in the show notes. That's actually a tool that I've been wanting to try out myself. So I'll I'll remember to put that in the show notes so y'all can go check it out, those apps and, and websites. Right. Uh you're gonna do is that the dual step you're gonna talk about? That I just said it. All right. I guess I just wasn't that impressed, is all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you, Doug. The show's not for you. Let us move on to the last thing, which is memorizing or excuse me, meditating on God's word. And this That's is not the last one. Oh, I forgot there's six. Yeah. Second to last one. Meditating on God's word. This this is a whopper. And um, meditation is a as a roundly misunderstood concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think w- when you talk about meditation, it's easy to, it, it can conjure, you know, Eastern pantheistic meditation practices, that kind of thing, uh, chants and that kind of stuff. Whatever comes to your mind when you think of meditation, set that aside for a minute because I want to give you a more basic definition of what, de- uh, of what meditation is. And that is focused thinking. Uh, and and in, uh, focused thinking is the general as the the general definition of of meditation, but in in Bible study or or um, what's the word I'm looking for in, in Bible terms, it's focused thinking about a Bible verse that speaks to you in order to apply its truth to your life. But it's that focused thinking idea that we're we're focusing on here for a moment, and it's the idea that you actually take time to uh, digest a passage of Scripture so that it can so that you can draw all the nutrients out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's often said about meditation that it it um, it carries the same meaning as uh, the idea of chewing the cud, how cows chew and chew and chew, and then they swallow, and then they digest that stuff for a while, and then they yak it up, and they chew it some more, and they swallow it down, and then it passes through four stomachs. It's that idea of rumination or uh, this, this, this biological practice of trying to extract all the nutrients that can possibly be extracted from, you know, from a food source. And if the Bible is our food source, meditation is our way of drawing out uh, the deeper meaning. I'm just always impressed with your knowledge of cow biology. Is it ovine or bovine? I forget. Bovine. I bovine yeah. biology. Maybe, yeah. That's good. Maybe I should be a farmer. It's good. Um, yeah, we got some great uh, verses that talk about why to meditate on Scripture. On Proverbs 4.23, it says that your life is shaped by your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then we see in Romans 12.2, which uh, a verse we've talked about a lot, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, so, you know, so these are things that come by spending time really like letting God's word soak into mm-hmm. you in deeper devotions. Uh, pastor buddy has this, um, object lesson. It's, it, it's a picture basically of showing, of showing the difference between a glass of water and when you have a tea bag in there and then it becomes tea. And it talks about like the more that you let the word I think the verse is from Colossians. Uh, let the word in Christ, of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the more you let the word sit and dwell in you richly, the yeah. more it's going to sink into your life and become a part of you. And by the end of it, it's no longer a cup of water; it's a cup of tea. It's a really yeah. cool picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, I, I want to say that there's a there's a there's a certain flow to this too. Uh, memorization feeds meditation. Yeah, because you can't meditate on something that you've not that Never. you've not really adopted into your mind, right? That's a good point. So, so meditation is fed by memorization, but this just means that you're taking time to reflect on passages of the Bible that you you slow down and you just you just like Jason was saying, like 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 Pastor Buddy talks about, you take time to just steep in it and allow the meaning to kind of just flow out. Um, it's a powerful practice. So when you're driving around town or you're just going about your life, you have a verse in mind and you're just thinking on that and you're thinking how it can apply to me and 
Uh, how can I react to this passage? What's God trying to tell me through this passage? And you can pray over that passage and say, God, what do you want to tell me through this? Those are things that can happen with the slower, more contemplative practice of meditation that you can't get just from reading, just from studying necessarily, just from hearing. Yeah. This is, that's one of those things that you can uniquely get through the practice of meditation. All right. And then for real, the last one. Yeah how to apply God's Word to your life. We'll talk a little bit about, we talk about this, again, more at length in Class 201, but really this is what it all comes down to, is the application of God's Word. It's doable discipleship. Yeah, it's being a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. Um, James one twenty two says, do not deceive yourselves by just listening to His Word. Instead, put it into practice. Matthew 5.19, second half of it, B, says, whoever practices, or another word for that is applies, uh, and teaches these commands will also be called, well, excuse me, will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So application is really ultimately what the Bible is all about. Mm-hmm. The, the purpose of God's word is to change us, to help us become more like Jesus. And so uh, if at the end of the day you're doing all these other practices, but it's not transforming you or you're not applying it to your life, then you are not, you're not becoming the person that God has, has made you to become. Yeah. So application is huge. Uh, we do talk about how to apply, but the big idea with application is you're really just trying to take these ancient stories and ancient passages and ancient writings. You're trying to uncover the timeless principle that's buried within those, mm-hmm. and not often buried. Many times it's just right there on the surface, ready many to... Many times it's told it's just, at it's you. It's pretty overt, <laughs> you know? So you're identifying the timeless principle, and then you're you're just reflecting on how it can be applied to your life today. So you're looking at these things that happen to people thousands of miles from you thousands of years ago, but because of the timelessness of God's Word, you're able to translate it to your own life today. And this is, I think, I think this is a really interesting truth about God's Word. I think it's actually interesting that God delivered the the Scriptures so many thousands of years ago, because mm-hmm. um, even though it can be sometimes hard to interpret because you're dealing with ancient Near Eastern customs and stuff like that, and, and stuff that can seem pretty far removed— uh, on the other hand, it also deals with things that have always been understood by by people across all the generations, and that thousands of years from now, if we're all still here, and, and you know, we won't be here, <laughs> regardless of how you look at it, what? you and me, <laughs> we'll be long gone by then. It's news to me. <laughs> but whatever, you know, whatever the world is like in that time, these truths will still ring true because they, they involve things that are, that are commonly understood. Like, I, I don't know, I don't want to get on a rabbit trail, but I find this interesting. Like, what if God had waited until... 2010, let's say, to reveal the scriptures, you know? Like, a hundred years from now, no one would know any of the things that are referenced (laughs) in those passages because, like, iPhones will be gone by then. Like, all the, so all the common trappings of life in the modern age are are changing. not steal the iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) It's just all changing so rapidly that you wouldn't know. Whereas a thousand years from now, people will still know what horses are and, you know, swords and books and words like so all these things that are like sort of more elemental to mankind yeah anyway i always you know i think one of the big things is is how we approach the bible yeah how we approach the bible you know if we approach it being like okay i trust god god knows what he's doing god knew what he was doing when he put together the bible God knows, you know, and all this stuff. And if you approach the Bible from a place of wanting it to affect your life, of wanting life change, of wanting God to, you know, work through you and work in you, then application is going to come easier because mm-hmm. 
it, it's because you're open to it. It's the posture that you approach it with. Mm-hmm. If you're like, ah, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to root it, but I, not, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to change all this stuff. Yeah. Then you're not going to see much to do out of it because you're not going to want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's those, it's those blockage, those, those blocking mindsets we talked about yeah, earlier. That's exactly. That I already know it all, or I don't care, or I just too got busy. too much going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most applications will focus on one of three relationships. I'll touch on this just briefly. Um, that the, the scriptural applications will almost always come down to your relationship with God, the relationship between, you know, within yourself and relationships with others. That, that's really what they will all come down to one way or another. Uh, and then just quickly, as we are wrapping up today's episode, ending on four marks of a good application. The first one is it's personal. So whatever application that you're trying to take out of God's word, it applies to you. Don't just be thinking about like, oh, my wife really needs to hear this one, or this person <laughs> at work really needs to know this, or don't project all your applications. Good notes for those be, people. <laughs> yeah. God is speaking to you first, so apply the, the, the passages to you first. Next, it's practical, so it's something that you can actually begin to work on right away. It's possible, meaning it's, you know, your applications need to be things that you can actually do, you know, yeah. things that are within your control. And then finally, provable. You should be able to tell whether or not you've succeeded at doing that. So good applications are personal, practical, possible, and provable. And I'll close with John 13, 17. Yes. It says, now that you know these things, do them. That's in bold. That is the path of blessing. As John yeah. wrote that gospel, he bolded those words. <laughs> yeah, he hit the B <laughs> when he was in word. Do them. Yes. Uh, all right. What do we want to touch on? Should we recap doable steps before we wrap up? We, we dropped a lot of them in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, one of them, take class first and foremost, Take Class 201, January 14th. Uh, it's in the show notes, so don't stress if you missed that. Foundation uh, starts January 25th. Doable, uh, deeper, excuse me, devotions, deeper Devotions, January 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bible study methods in the spring after Easter. We talked about uh, the website to memorize scripture. Yep. We talked we'll about version and your Bible plan. Uh, BlueLetterBible.com. BlueLetterBible. We talked about studying. Yeah. There will be numerous links in the show notes this week. Uh, Hit that read more button and uh, see all the fun goodies. Yes. Guys, it's the new year. Yeah. We're happy to be back with you. Yeah. Thanks for coming back and joining us for another year of Doable Discipleship. We're so glad you're with us. And we'll be back to talk about more next week. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about prayer and and a a daily quiet time. Yeah. We're going to talk about prayer, which we've covered at length through the prayer campaign that we've just finished up at Saddleback. Uh, but we're also going to be marrying these two together. So how yeah. do I how do I create practically a daily quiet time built on the habit of prayer In and Bible, Bible reading? reading. Yeah. And it's going to be a real fun Shazam moment. Don't miss it. Shazam! We'll see you next Tuesday. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.